Hi, you're listening to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Join us in person for our weekly Shabbat services every Saturday at 11 a.m. We meet at 3534 West End Avenue in Nashville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website at koldodi.org or follow us on Facebook and watch us live at facebook.com forward slash Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. Father, we just thank you so much for what we just heard and what 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 a rich treasure um, Dr. Young is to be with us today, and um, thank you, Lord, for the family of God. Lord, thank you for what we have to look forward to and what we are part of, and for Yeshua's Jewish identity, Lord, as he shared so beautifully, Lord. We thank you so much to be a part of the Messianic movement, Messianic congregation, and for the many congregations all over. Amen. Remember uh, some of the points that we can take from the story that I mentioned last week, you know, of this book of Esther, of the scroll of Esther, that God has a master plan. God has a master plan. He's totally in control. Number two, that he wants us to play key roles in his story, in the story. He doesn't do it without us. Number three, he has a great sense of humor. And uh, we see that throughout the book. There's a lot of irony. You know, there's a lot of irony. Everything backfires. It's part of his sense of humor on the evil one uh, and on those that plan bad things. And number four, I think it is, we have a window of opportunity. We don't have forever. We have a window. of God gives us a window of opportunity. Number five, don't evaluate and draw conclusions by what it looks like now because we never see the whole picture. Uh, right as it looks like now. And number six, the best is yet to come. It really is. So God's hidden hand, remember, moving things around like a master chess player. Uh, I mentioned, the, you know, the Queen's Gambit. If you haven't seen that series, that was a great series. Maneuvering situations to prepare for a later advantage and a win. And that's what's happening. I want to mention something. Uh, independent spirit. An independent spirit can be very good if it's broken by God, an independent spirit. But if it's not broken by God, an independent spirit is very sad and unfortunate. It has to be broken in order for God to use it, to use you or me in our full potential. has to be broken. An independent spirit that's not broken, that's unbroken, will not be tied down. Often cannot commit to anything, to marriage, to a congregational community like was just mentioned, can't commit. But the irony is that in committing, one finds rest. And in submitting, one gains anointing and authority. All the great faith heroes were men and women with independent spirits. But they allowed themselves to be broken by God. Pioneers, entrepreneurs, dreamers, unconventional, 
refusing to be fettered. But listen, Jacob must become Israel. Simon, Shimon, must become Peter or Cephas, the rock. Each must face the mirror in Yeshua, that mirror. And it will be the difference between being, listen, good or great. Adequate or excellent. Esther yielded her independent spirit to God. And she became great. That's what made Esther amazing. So take that for what it's worth. An independent spirit has to be broken. Or it'll never be. You'll never be in your full potential. It's great. You've got to be broken. You've got to let God break you. Esther comes to that place where she let God break her. Remember in chapter 4, she first doesn't want to go to the king. She doesn't want to. And finally she says, all right, let's do this. You know, Mordecai talks some sense into her. He says, if you don't do it, God's going to raise up someone else, basically. He says, God will find someone else. And she has a turnabout face, a change of heart, a complete reversion and transformation. She goes from self-preservation, you know, I can't do this, you know, I can't risk myself, to self-sacrifice, from comfort to risk. She goes from security to sort of like a suicide, like, you know, and she says in the Hebrew in Esther 4.16, it's an amazing phrase, the ka'asher avadti avadti, the ka'asher avadti avadti. It translates usually, we translate it usually, if I perish, I perish. But I love what it says in the, in the Hebrew. It's really, I would translate it, that which I have lost, I have lost. That and that which I have lost, I have lost. Esther 4.16. Avad, the Hebrew root, means to lose valuable possession. She made a decision. Chapter 4, read it. But she made a valuable decision to say, I'm, just like Paul says, I'm counting everything lost. I'm counting everything lost to follow Yeshua, he said. And she, she did that, made that decision. Once Esther made the decision to trust and obey and sacrifice herself, it's amazing because Mordechai is giving her orders before that. Now, guess what? She's giving Mordechai the orders because now God gives her authority because she was broken, because she submitted to God. Did you notice that? Now she's the one telling him what to do. And he's saying, yes, yes, ma'am, <laughs> because she had authority. If you don't submit, you don't have authority. But you've got to submit to God and to whoever he tells you to in the relationships and to, you know, whatever it means. But when you do, allow him to break you. Authority from God comes from submission to God. Esther refused then to give in to take the king's offer of up to half of the king, his kingdom. I looked at it, I was looking at the story three different times, three different occasions. Chapter 5, verses 3, chapter 5, verse 6, and chapter 7, verse 2. Three different occasions the king now, after all this, offers her up to half the kingdom. And each time she could have given in and said, Oh, you know, forget this. I'm going to, I'll take half the kingdom. But she resisted that temptation. 
What a woman of courage. Amazing, amazing Esther. Just like Yeshua was tempted three times in Matthew 4, Luke 4, she is and doesn't. And then I want to say, say this as well. Don't compare yourself to others. You're at a different stage in life. Temptation is sometimes we compare ourselves. You have, a different, you have different gifts. You have a different role. You might look at someone else and say, I'm not as organized as he is. Or, I'm not as free as she is. I'm not as social as he is. Or I'm not as attractive as she is. Or I'm not as sharp or as intelligent or as athletic or as this or that. I can't do this or that. You know, I might be, if I'm jealous or envious of, of someone else, that's wrong. That's sin. If I beat myself up because I'm not like him or her, it's sin. It's wrong, right? Why? Because it says in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 12, they measuring themselves by themselves, comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. It's never wise to do that. You never, it never helps. Yeshua, uh, Peter says, to Yeshua says, what about him? Lord, what about him? In John 21, 21, Yeshua said, it's none of your business, basically. He said, if I want him to, you know, be alive till I come, that's my business. You follow me. Keep your eyes on me. Romans 12, 6 says, we have gifts that differ according to the grace that was given to us. Gifts that differ. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, James 1, 17. Paul says, by the grace of God, I am what? What I am. You are awesomely and wonderfully made. Psalm 139, 14. I praise you for I'm awesomely, wonderfully made. Social media, you know, you get on social media, it leads to constant comparison. And our view is always distorted. You know this, but I just say it again. Our view is always distorted through social media. We only see a partial picture, and it's always distorted. Not everybody is an Esther, and not everybody is a Mordechai. You may not be called to be the one who is in the key role, but you may be called to be the one to help another into that role. So be content. Be who God made you to be, and be and praise him for that and be happy for that. Even though Haman had been killed, his plot and his plans to annihilate the Jews was still in danger of being carried out. It's interesting. And Esther still had to intercede to stop it. I love that intercession. And we're still involved in the battle. And the, the, the war is still going on for us spiritually. It may seem like, you know, after it seems like even after Haman is killed. He's hung on the gallows. You know, God reverses everything around. You know, the gallows he prepared, they're prepared for Mordecai. He gets hung on. And there's beautiful reversals, you know, and we'll talk about that for sure next week, Chafach, and how God turns everything around. And Hebrew, modern Hebrew means upside down. He reverses everything. Everything backfires, you know, everything. Uh, God does that, and God will do that. But they have, there's like a reprieve. Sometimes we have a reprieve, and we think the war is over. But it's not. The war isn't over for us. The battle may be, but not the war. The serpent's head, I wish it was fully crushed, but it's not. <laughs> you know, uh, Romans, matter of fact, Romans 16, 10, 20, Paul says, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. It will happen. It will happen. But it's, 
It's not been carried out. He's disarmed principalities and powers through the, the tree, the, the cross, the tree in Colossians 2.15. And, you know, there's a, the sentence has been, but it's not been fully carried out yet. And we're still at war. And so uh, we're still at war. We need to fight as soldiers, as Esther's and Mordecai's in Yeshua's army. Father, we just thank you for the war we're engaged in even now. And we thank you, Lord, for we know who wins in the end. We know that you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're, you're in charge and that you are going to give us the ultimate victory. And we praise you for that and that we're on the winning side and that there's nothing outside. And that you are totally in control. But we thank you for the part that we play, Lord, in it all. We thank you for the part we play, whether we're Esther's or Mordecai's, not Haman's, <laughs> not, not the bad guys, hopefully, but we thank you for the part that we play, Lord, and, and, the, and we pray that you will let us break us. If there's any independent spirits in us, break us of that, we pray, so that we can be fully used by you, submit to you, to let, that you can fully use us, Lord, that you can fully give us your authority and anointing and not just be adequate, but excellent. Not be okay, but be unbelievable and excel all that you want to do through us, Lord, because you are amazing and there's nothing, and you can do great things through the weakest and most incompetent naturally person that's called and available to you. We thank you, Lord, and praise you that you've given us your grace and your power. So if you've never trusted Yeshua today, you've never personally put your faith in Yeshua and said, I need you, God. I want to be saved. I want to trust in Yeshua. Then do it now. Don't put it off. Just say, Lord, save me, rescue me, come into my life. I want to trust Yeshua. Thank you, Lord come into my life. And if you're praying to receive the Lord, there'll be someone, if you're here today, come and pray with someone up front uh, before you leave as we close the service. If you're watching online, please contact us and we'll write you. We'll contact you back. Shalom. Bishem Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar HaShalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious to you and give you his peace. Uh, in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, the ruler of peace. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.